0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida, this is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and
1: then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome builders. It is great to have you listening to the Build Your Success Podcast today. This is a place where we want you to grow and and learn so you can grow others. We do that through training, leadership training, and we also have special guests. I'm excited today to have a guest on the call. We have Scott Aaron. He and I are going to be talking about human connection creation. He's got some great ideas for that. Let me tell you a little bit about Scott first. Scott is internationally acclaimed and award-winning online marketer. He's a best-selling author. Top podcaster and speaker. He's a go-to specialist when it comes to converting traffic, establishing connections, creating residual using LinkedIn, and building personal brands. Fully immersing himself in LinkedIn and social media strategies, Scott quickly gained traction as a leader in generating big results for other entrepreneurs online, business owners, and business coaches. Scott is passionate about helping fellow entrepreneurs achieve success while building their own network organically and without complicated and costly marketing tactics. Scott, it's great to have you on the podcast today.
0: Uh, Brian, it's a a pleasure and an honor to be here, and thank you so much for having me.
1: That's great, man. And and you and I were having a conversation before the podcast began about the the best Philly cheesesteaks. so tell our listeners which one's your favorite.
0: (laughs) Uh, In my my humbled opinion, I've had... I've had them all and my go to if, if I'm gonna have a cheat meal, um, it's gonna be Steve's Prince of Steaks, uh in the Northeast. That is uh that is my favorite cheesesteak in Philadelphia.
1: Well there you go, listeners. If you're visiting Philadelphia, that is his best cheesesteak. So uh that's always a debate amongst those northeasterners, so thank you for that. Absolutely. So tell us about this. Uh, creating residual using LinkedIn you got some tools you got some successes tell us about that
0: well you know residual income and leveraged income are much the same and what I realized you know having a, a 23 year uh, career in in sales but more more so in connecting with human beings I was a personal trainer for 18 years sports nutritionist as well and then I switched into online marketing uh, about seven years ago in 2013, and then, uh, you know, the the rest they say is history, uh, I learned that uh, the number one building block that we all possess is, and that business tool that we all possess is, is human connection. And anyone that's looking to build a business, anyone that's looking to build uh, a brand, anyone that's looking to, to build uh, leveraged or residual income, whether they're Selling courses or they're growing a coaching program or they're wanting to sell products or grow a team. It's, it's absolutely imperative to use a platform with in the likes of LinkedIn where you can connect with those big thinkers. You can connect with those people who are open to opportunities. And when I was kind of digging in this with myself uh, about five years ago, I, I, I found just amazing traction and openness with the people that were on the platform. And, and I remember something that one of my first mentors said to me, and she said, Scott, you got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to ask yourself, how am I going to connect with myself today? And it was such a big aha moment because I, I never really thought of it that way. And I, I realized, I'm like, that, that's the missing ingredient for for most people. They, they don't realize that the power they have is actually connecting with someone that's just like them. And, and that kind of triggered something for me. I'm like, well, that's it. I, I got to connect with other gym owners, other trainers, other sports nutritionists, other entrepreneurs like myself. And obviously that's evolved over the last five years. But I look to connect with podcasters and business coaches and entrepreneurs still because we're always looking for the mirror image of ourselves. And I started reaching out to these individuals in a very warm and inviting way, which was obviously getting high response back and, and conversation started to increase. And you know, I, I started bringing people into my business. And what I realized in the process of that, I created a system that is easy to teach other people. And you know, between you and me, Brian, I, I really feel that there's, there's a lot of money that's being spent and wasted on, on things that they don't really need to, to spend the money on. You know, uh, everyone is running all these Facebook ads and they're, they're running all these campaigns and they have these click funnels and that's all great. I'm not saying that you shouldn't automate part of your business, but the one aspect of all of our businesses that can't be automated, you can't have a click funnel for and there is no email sequence that exists It's our ability to connect with other human beings organically, and that's still the number one business-building tool for any successful person. You look at all the successful people in the world, Brian, they have one thing in common. They connect with other people. They resonate with other people. They lead with value. They leave people better, and if you're really wanting to grow a very successful business that had impact on those around you, you have to get in the trenches. And you have to be willing to have the most conversations possible.
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, I love this connect with myself. That, that takes, you know, we always hear in business and sales, find something that you have in common. You're not only suggesting what you have in common, you're saying, find the Scott out there. And I, and I like that because you're going to relate to someone who's in the same business you are. You're going to relate to someone that has some of the same hobbies you have. And, and if you can start that connection, that'll lead to other connections without a doubt. I enjoy that. Absolutely. That's
0: cool. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. And, and people really need to understand that there, there is a, a power and a, a potential. I, I mean, to, people don't even realize that the power and potential that a platform like LinkedIn has, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it's my platform of choice and, that is not negating Facebook and Instagram. I am omnipresent on, on all those platforms, but I actually did a, a LinkedIn video that I'm going to upload a little bit later. You know, LinkedIn is not Instagram. It's not manicured photos. And, and if you look at, and Brian, if, if you look and, and see what people are doing to show quote unquote success, it's all these manicured pictures, right? It's all these, these high resolution pictures of someone dressed to the nines, talking on a cell phone to no one on the other end. It's a fake phone call. They're sitting in front of their laptop with their coffee, and their kids are hanging from the roof, and they're showing all this multitasking. And I don't know who started this trend of teaching people what success is supposed to look like, but any successful person knows that success doesn't look like anything. Success is felt. It's a feeling. And success means something different for each person, and that's why I love spending my time on LinkedIn because there are no egos. People are open. People want to communicate. People want to collaborate and create something together and get on the phone. And that's why I choose that platform.
1: That's awesome. And you know, I wrote down success is felt. I hope our listeners will 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 think that through and realize, you know, there's there you don't achieve, you don't get to this place. We like to say it's a journey. And, and when you feel good about what you're doing, uh, and, and success is unique, he, everybody has a different way of being successful. So the pictures don't don't describe it. I mean, as you're as you're alluding to, some of those are staged and fake, and and we hear about some of these people renting these uh, fast sports cars and showing pictures, and making it look like they own this thing, and they don't even own it. It's just a mirage. And, and but there's so many just real human beings out there that are finding success and finding their success, and it does not look like the Photoshop photos. That's good. I like that. Thank you. you. You also said here that you like to help fellow entrepreneurs achieve success. What are some ways that you do that, Scott?
0: Well, it, it, it comes down to a few different things.
1: Um, the, the
0: one big thing that I help people do is organically and authentically enhance what they need to do to really get themselves more exposure, more visibility and deeper connection. And that's building their brand. And I think that's something that's very, very undervalued. Everyone talks about, Oh, I want to have a great brand. I want to, I want to build a really good brand. Well, that takes time. It's taken me seven years to get to where I am right now. And I would say the one thing, and this, my, my, my future wife said to me last night, she said, why your brand has become so successful? She goes, number one, you did it on your own. You know, and, and because, I mean, you, you look at the likes of some of these people like Gary Vee, who's incredible. All They have a team around them. You know, they have people posting for them. I have done everything on my own for the last seven years. And I do have a team now that does some of my stuff, but I do 95% of it. Building your own personal brand is one of the most essential things that you can do, whether it's the message that you have for your audience, the the content that you're creating, a a tagline, your colors, all of those things, they have to represent you and what you stand for, but more importantly, what you want to do for other people. So everybody wants to create more business. They want to close more sales. They want to make more money right? And they want to hire a, a marketing agency to help market them to connect more, you know, get more leads and, and uh, get more emails. That's great. But if your brand is not built out properly first, all of your information is going to fall on deaf ears. So the real main focus that not only I do, but also uh, my future wife does, is focusing on the main important thing of any business, which is your personal brand, which is what everyone is going to see. And that's the thing. That's the big thing, Brian, is how are you and your brand going to show up each and every day? That's the first thing I think about. When I wake up every single day and I do my morning mantra on social media, how do I want to show up today? How do I want to leave my audience better that's going to bring them closer to me instead of pushing them further away?
1: yes sir and, and and what i hear from the, what resonates with me from what what you just said a lot of great points in there but seven years there's patience in that and there's mm-hmm. consistency you, you're talking about ha- having this, this tagline having in this brand this logo keeping it consistent i think that's very important and and you know you said gary vee earlier i I don't listen to gary vee but i know he's very popular. But I went to an event one time and they showed me his first video and, and it was just some very poor quality uh, video and, and not very entertaining, to be honest. And it was like, you, you got to start somewhere. So that's how Gary B started. So, yeah, I think sometimes a lot of people have the uh, analysis paralysis and they're, they're trying to figure out the best way to do it and then invest in all these things and widgets but you know, just getting started and striving for excellence is, is is a great idea, and then and then having patience and realizing there are no overnight successes. Anybody that's doing this and and, and you recognize their name has been doing it for a while, um, so that's good. Uh, you got a spot here in in your application that, that I really want to talk about because I know a lot of other well, people have these tough times in life, so. You said, starting with my father's incarceration at 18 years old, it helped me understand we are always going to have obstacles that we need to overcome. Wow. Yeah. What, what a difficult thing to overcome as an 18 year old. But it, but it sounds like that actually helped you. In life. Tell us about that.
0: 100%. You couldn't have actually said it any better yourself because, um, it did help me. And I actually, I was on a podcast yesterday sharing this story. And the the host of the podcast said, well, well, how do you feel that it helped you? And I said, well, if I would have been any older where I, I still had, you know, pre-programmed societal thoughts, I, I may have been less receptive to taking on the challenge of running the family business as a teenager. But, you know, as you grow up, you know, what's one of the main things? that children want to do for their parents. They want to make them proud. And when my father went away for those two and a half years, I wanted to make him proud. So I I didn't hesitate for a moment. And it helped me in so many ways. And I, you know, you know, and I still graduated. I, I was going to college full time and running the business full time with my mother. And so I graduated with a bachelor's in HR as I was growing my, my my family business and my personal training and my sports nutrition and my human connection. But I I learned so much from getting thrown into the trenches that I I would have never been able to learn a a tenth of what I learned as an entrepreneur in college. The, The experience that I got at 18 and a half, almost 19 years old, Taking over a family business where, uh, people were at least seven or eight years my senior that I was now managing and I was leading people as a teenager. That, that is a lot to ask of certain people, but I always tell people you're dealt certain hands in life. And in poker, you know, when you play those hands, sometimes those, those starting cards look good and sometimes they don't look that great, but sometimes you have to play that hand out. And you know what? You might get a card drop along the way that really does help you. So I, I, I played that hand no matter what, and everything worked out. And don't get me wrong, Brian, there were many ups and downs, many ups and downs in my entrepreneurial career. But that's life. Everyone thinks that success is this straight line to the top. You couldn't be more wrong if that's what you think. You have to learn how to fail, as often as possible so you can then learn the principles of how to succeed and that's what I attribute to all the success that I've had in everything that I've done did it end up becoming successful yes but was it always successful no the gyms weren't doing good they ended up doing good did my new gym that I recently closed four years ago did it start off good no but it grew did my personal training start off good no but it ended up great did my network marketing experience start great? No, I had to build up my coaching practice. Everything is a journey. And I think this is what people need to realize. Stop treating life like a lottery ticket and start treating it like a 401k. If You have to have those millionaire and billionaire thoughts and habits and traits before the money ends up showing up. And Brian, you know this statistic. When people win the lottery, that that don't have that monetary maturity, they don't understand wealth, 80% of those people lose it within the first two years. But those people that really spend the time, the energy, and the effort working on themselves, understanding that they have to make those daily deposits every single day, investing in themselves, which is an investment on those around them, those are the ones that truly end up successful.
1: Without a doubt, that's so true. And I I do some training where I have a a slide. And, of course, as you said, everybody likes to think of success as point A to point B is a straight line. And then we've all seen the the next photo that shows the squiggly line up and down and and finally reaching your goal. I like to talk about rounding those edges off in in the high points and in the low points. Instead of them becoming this great straight line, round those edges off at, at the high points and at the low points so you don't just get too have too much drama in life, you know, because that other side of that downhill is, is hard if you're going too fast. And when you're in the bottom, if if you're going down, it's hard to get out of a, out of a a point compared to a radius. So I like to say round those edges off. Yeah. You, you alluded to something that I love and I want to, want to talk about, uh, in your application, you said whether you move forward a millimeter or a mile, just as long as you are moving in a positive direction, you stay, You will achieve your goals. And as we just talked about, you you may have to learn some lessons along the way, but those lessons are part of this moving forward. So so tell us about that.
0: Well, I, I think, again, this goes back to the principle that people think that, you know, success is this straight line. And I believe in something called The Compounded Effect, which is a wonderful book that was written by Darren Hardy I highly recommend every human being to read that. And it just teaches you the simple principles. It's, it's those those routine daily habits compounded over time create those success. And, and, and some days you're going to make leaps and bounds in your business or your life or your relationship. And then there's other days where you feel like you're not moving forward at all. But back to that principle. As long as you're moving forward in some capacity, whether it's just step-by-step step or a millimeter or huge leaps, you're going to achieve your goals. Now, I will preface that by saying this. If any of you listening to this believes that there is a pinnacle of success that you're going to achieve, you are sadly mistaken. If you think success is the peak of the mountain. There is no peak to that mountain because you will be sadly disappointed when you get there. You always have to be striving and looking to grow more and more and climb higher and higher because once you unlock that growth mentality, once you unlock that, that spark and that fire that's burning inside of you to achieve more to impact more people to create the most ideal life for yourself and your family you're not going to want to stop if you look at any of the high achievers out there that you're looking up to or you see as a an inspiration or a motivation to you you're still watching their stuff because they are still going at it every single day they are constantly climbing the teacher is always the student. That's the big thing. I am, I am a teacher, but I am also a student of the game. Every single day I am investing in myself in some capacity to learn something new, whether it's something I'm learning from someone else, something I've heard on a podcast, something I've read in a book, or something that I heard from someone else or even a client. I am constantly striving and I have a hunger to learn more because i know if i think i know everything i actually know nothing so as long as you continue to invest in yourself you continue to climb that mountain you will create that ideal life of what it looks like for you
1: aaron i hear the passion coming out in your voice with this this is great stuff and and for our listeners if you're a new listener if you'll go back and listen to Episode 15, Compounding Consistency, Small Consistent Steps Lead to Big Results, that's going to reinforce what, what we're talking about here. And, and if you're an old listener, you heard that one before, go back and reinforce that thought process and, and what we're talking about. That, that'd that be awesome. So, man, that is wonderful. I just really think that'll encourage some of our listeners. Um, it, it's great to hear you talk about, you know, moving forward and 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 that it's not a, a, a pinnacle. You know, success is a journey. It's not a destination. Uh yeah. we need to keep in a growth mindset. Uh goal mindset's one thing. You achieve a goal, you're kinda of done with it, you move on. But but growth is just a continual path forward and uh and just reinforcing learning from each other, that these these connections. It's so powerful to have other people help you Scott's helping us right now. I mean, he's helping me. I'm writing things down that I, that I can learn, and, and I'm, I'm glad to know I've, I've met him and he's helping us with this. Scott, what are some of the social media strategies you use to help to make these connections?
0: Yeah, so um, I have something called you know the, the the four layers of LinkedIn, and this is the, the easiest way to describe it. So if you I'm, I'm a visual learner as well, so for the people that are listening, I, I want you to visualize uh, a four-tier wedding cake where you have the big, the big base at the bottom, the first tier, and then you have a medium tier on the second level, you have a smaller tier on the third, and then you have the figurine of the, of the couple that's just gotten married on the top of that cake, which is the fourth layer. So you have to start with the base because if there is no base, Brian, it's going to topple over, right? Absolutely. So the base of, of the social media strategy of LinkedIn starts with your profile. And what a lot of people don't understand and don't realize is that, you know, when when LinkedIn was bought out by Microsoft uh, nearly five years ago, they embedded search engine optimization into our profiles. And if you don't have the right keywords in your profile, you are basically invisible. And you'll know you're invisible because on your dashboard, on your profile, it shows you how many searches you've appeared in, how many people have viewed your profile, and how many views of your last post you're getting, if you made one. And the one thing that I always tell people, if those numbers are Significantly small and low. It means you're invisible on LinkedIn. So you need to make sure that you have the right keywords on your profile. You need to have a professional headshot. You need to have a proper headline. You need to have your About Me set filled out. You need to have all of your experiences listed with a little description for each. You need to have your education, your licenses and certifications your volunteer experience, awards, recommendations, they all have to be filled out in order for people to know who you are. So starting with your profile is essential. And I actually have a a free download on my website, scotteron.net. If you click free infographic, it's right on the top right. It's actually the six steps to perfecting your profile on LinkedIn. So that's the first tier. The second tier is building your network. Something that I said, Brian, earlier, is you need to connect with the mirror image of yourself or the person that best fits who you're looking to connect with. Now, you're allowed 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. I've grown mine from about 500 connections to nearly 28,000 in the last three and a half plus years. And I've done that through just a very, very simple strategy of making sure that I'm bringing the right people into my network. And how I do this is making sure that I'm strategic, that every connection I invite or any connection I request, I see a similarity in what we're doing or how we could help each other. You know, one of my favorite books of all time is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waters. And if you haven't read the book, it's the first money mindset book ever written. It was written in 1910. And there's so many nuggets in this book, but I'm going to give you guys the principle of it. Basically, Wallace talks about, instead of living in a world of competition and comparison, live in a world of creation and collaboration. That is the science of getting rich. So I make sure that everything I do on LinkedIn not only is value-added, but every connection I bring into my network is also value-added for me, but I can also provide value for them. So being very intentional and very specific with who you connect with. Now, the third tier is also very important, and it's messaging. And this is where things kind of go awry, because I can't tell you, Brian, how many drunk log messages I have gotten from people on LinkedIn where they're trying to sell me, they're trying to pitch me, They want me to check out their services, and I haven't even gotten on the phone with them before. So you have to earn the right to sell someone, and you earn that right by connecting with them first and having a relatable conversation. So you don't want to send any message that is pitching or selling anything. Now, I have something called the magic formula, and it's a three-step process. You properly messaging someone on LinkedIn. So here's the first step. Step one is mentioning the person's name. And I'm going to use you as an example, Brian, just so the listeners can understand. And if I became a connection of yours or you became a connection of mine, I would send you a message and it would say something like this. Hey, Brian, great to be connected to you. So you always start by saying the person's name. I know that sounds very simple, but simple leads to successful. Step two is mentioning why I'm reaching out without pitching or selling anything. Basically, I want to bridge the gap between myself and that person that doesn't know me. So I would simply say, hey, Brian, great to connect with you. I see that you also have a business podcast, as do I. Would love to hear about it, share more about mine, and see how we can best each other here on LinkedIn. Now, I've done two things. Number one, I bridged that gap between myself and Brian and how we should connect, that we both have business podcasts. So I I brought up the relatable connecting point between myself and him. Number two, I used one of the most important words in the English language, and that's the word support. When someone reads the word support, it actually creates a emotional chemical release. When someone reads in their mind, they they read the word support, it's a comforting word. It it actually gives the person a dose of oxytocin, which is uh, the connecting um, natural hormone that our brain produces. This is naturally going to bring someone closer to you. This person's not trying to sell me. They're not trying to pitch me. They want to support. They want to connect. They want to collaborate. The third part is finishing with a call to action, a CTA. If you don't ask the person when they can talk, guess what, Brian? They're never going to tell you. I could say, you know, Brian, let me know when's good for you. Conversation's going to end there because I actually haven't asked, so he's never going to tell me. So you have to A-S-K to G-E-T. You have to ask in order to get. So I would simply finish with any time for a call this or next week. So you state the person's name, reaching reason for reaching out without pitching or selling, and you finish with a call to action. Now, the fourth and final piece of this is the figurine on top of that cake. And this is your content. This is the most important thing that people need to do on LinkedIn right now. Content creation on LinkedIn is number one and most essential. If you are not, if you are not creating content on LinkedIn and producing a piece of content at least once a day, you are also invisible. So my simple advice is number one, create one piece of content every single day. That could be a post, that could be a video, that could be an article. And number two, make sure you do one of two things. If you're going to produce a piece of content, make sure it either educates or it informs. You don't want to sell and tell. You want to ask and listen. What most people do wrong, Brian, is when they're producing content on LinkedIn, they're producing content on LinkedIn of what they want to talk about. Instead of doing what they should be doing, which is producing content of what those people actually want to hear. You need to put yourself in the minds and the hearts of the people that you've been connecting with and think about, you know what, what would these people best respond with? How would I organically connect with these people in a genuine way where they would want to connect with me? So it's not about what you want to post. It's about what they want to hear. So when you're educating people and you're informing people, it goes back to what I said earlier. You're bringing them closer to you instead of pushing them further away. And those are the four basic and simple things that people can do on LinkedIn to optimize it and utilize it in an effective way.
1: Well, Scott, can I say wow? Uh, so I like you. I, I'm a, uh, I like to learn by, by visuals. And so I say I should have been born in Missouri to show me state. I've got my wedding cake. I've got my wedding cake drawn here. I've got the profile at the bottom, having SEO keywords. We're talking about having a complete profile with quality professional photo. Then we, with our network, we got to connect with like-minded folks, people that are in our network and be strategic about it. Just not. You know, connecting with anybody and everyone, being strategic. And then messaging. That magic formula of, of speaking to them by, addressing them by their name. People love to hear their name. And, and then this content once a week. I, I gotta get better about that myself. So, I, I, once a day, I'm sorry. And, and then the, the, the content being something that will educate and inform. These are great ideas. Uh, I love this. I think all of our listeners can use this. And I'll definitely, when I post a LinkedIn, I'll, I'll tell about how important this is. So thanks for that. Well, Scott, we're at that time. We're about 30 minutes in. I, I'd love to have more conversation. with We may schedule another time at a later date. But how can our listeners get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, the, the two best ways. Number one would be uh, my website. Uh, it's www.scotteron.net uh, or on social media. Uh, I am omnipresent on all platforms on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. You can just search Scott Aaron. That's two T's and two A's, and obviously I'll come up. And on LinkedIn, my han- or I'm on Instagram. My handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn, and would love to connect with you.
1: Well, thanks so much. And for our listeners, I will leave that in the description of the podcast, just in case you're driving and can't write this stuff down. I'm going to do something Scott encouraged to do. I'm going to ask and hopefully I'm going to get. If you're listening to this podcast, whatever platform you're on, if you're on iTunes or, or the uh, Apple podcast, if you're Googling Podbean, wherever you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor do, and do it today so you don't forget to do it. Go over there and give us an honest rating and review. Hey, if you want to tell us how we can improve, we'd love to hear that. Don't want to tell us what we're doing well, that as well. So That'll help us. We appreciate that. Go over and listen to Scott's podcast as well. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn
0: how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.